Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Our next guest, uh, we're actually moving uh, in a slightly different area, but Voices of Mental Health and Admissions, and it's a, it's a, a book by Professor Jayashri Kulkarni, and I'm sorry if I've got that wrong, uh, Professor, Director of the Her Centre Australia, H-E-R Centre Australia. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it, it's not actually my book. I wrote a commentary and review oh, okay. well, of this book. It's a it's a collection of stories by some very talented editors, David Stavanger, Radia Chaudhry and Muhammad Awad. So they're the editors and it's a collection of a number of uh, short stories, poems, depictions and so on. But I was fortunate to publish a review of it in Conversation. Yes, The Conversation. The conversation. Yes, which yes. is, you know, one of the one of the greatest resources we have for uh, truly, you know, independent comment. So, you know, you've reviewed, um, you know, this, this publication. Tell us what you've drawn from it. What, you know, what sticks in your mind as some of the most important things about it you've read that in, in, the, in the content? Right. Right. Happy to. And thank you for inviting me on your program. Um, I'm a consultant psychiatrist as well as researcher and my area of research is women's mental health so that's what Her Centre Australia is a research centre for health education research in women's mental health but I have been a practicing psychiatrist for many 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 years decades let's say so when I was asked to review this book it's um, probably because I have that clinical background okay and I was startled by this book called Admissions, Voices Within Mental Health. Why am I startled? Because I think it's one of the most honest, absolutely no holds barred type um, collection of very thought-provoking and very different pieces of information. So it doesn't have a particular... Uh, you know, like this is a section on the current state of the Mental Health Act or this is a section on the current treatment. It doesn't go like that at all. You can't really pick a theme per se. But it is written by people, uh, the short stories are written by people who have some experience of either having a mental health issue themselves uh, or having a carer experience uh, being a carer for... Uh, somebody who has a mental ill health condition. So, for example, there's a story about a woman whose wife has uh, postnatal depression and it tells a story from her perspective, whereas some of the other issues are dealt with um, by the first person in themselves in terms of their experience of perhaps psychosis, uh, depression and so on but I think you know it's it's an important addition to the literature because it is direct speak 
And right. uh, as I say, it's probably not everyone's cup of tea. Um, not an easy read. You don't just pick it up with well, your cup of tea no. and sort of have it on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, I had several goes at getting through the book because I would read it. There'd be a whole section on sexual abuse or something very um, confronting. And I would digest that then come back to it later and so on. So, you know, it, it, it's an important book. I'm glad it's written, but it's not everyone's easy read by any means. You know what surprises me most about what you've just said to us is that as a psychiatrist, you know, who's been doing that work for decades, that you were really surprised at the at the content. And I'm not saying that, you, you know, you don't have experience with some of the situations people have found themselves in, but that you found the content surprising or, you know, up, upsetting. Uh, that says to us that, you know, even for a professional, uh, you know, in mental health, this is a big, big bloody challenge, isn't it? Well, it's huge. In my area with women, of course, I work in the area of mm. trauma and abuse and I've pioneered a lot of the psychiatry to say we must take into account the trauma and abuse that somebody's experiencing, which in traditional um, situations of the past would not be taken into account particularly well. So that's what we've been working on for a long time. But there is such a thing, and we mustn't underestimate vicarious trauma. That you know, for example, when I have my clinic and I hear story after story after story and it is horrible and we need to hear the horror stories because in doing so we're being therapeutic but you know uh, we who work in the field have to have our own mechanisms to diffuse this so that it doesn't mean that then we are burnt out and can't provide any help so in that same vein um, you know that's perhaps framework for my context con uh, comments of this is not an easy book to read. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we go to literature or books as an escape, you know, like sometimes if I've had a hard, hard clinic, I will watch Harry Potter because <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, you know, fun and in the end the, the poor misunderstood boy wins, you know, it's all that, that good stuff. So that's, again, sometimes in books, you know, we'll, I, I do seek out the light frothy, but other times, of course, and in this current uh, debate that we're having in Victoria after the Royal Commission into Mental Health, it is absolutely critical to see and read the opinions and the first-person experiences and the carer experiences of people who are having who have lived experience of various conditions. And some of the people's work I I know. Um, from their uh, part, some people are prolific in their uh, writing and so on. Um, but you know, there are some some new uh, authors in the in the book as well, and that's also um, really great to see. And there are some famous people as well, like Grace Tame. So, yes. you know, it, it's a combination of of all of those experiences. Christine Christine Arnu, of course, um, wrote better out than in. Um, and so there's different angles. Um, Radia Chowdhury, who's one of the editors, writes, and this is, um, you know, about her early background or her background as an Indian woman. 
she writes about cultural aspects and mental health issues. And I thought that was Mm. beautifully written as well. Professor, one of the important things that you've touched on there and one of the shifts that we've seen not only in policy making but in report drafting is the focus on lived experience. So lived experience being someone who has gone through a personal experience themselves and the the insight and the expertise that brings. Why do you think it's so important that we listen to the lived experience when it does come to interfacing with systems? Oh, well, I I do. Look, you know, if I'm going to be blunt, I think psychiatry has had a dreadful um, past history. A lot of terrible things happened because, you know, in the in the old, bad old days, um, psychiatry was seen as a moral authoritarian you know, capacity to put people, lock people up mm. if they uh, didn't follow a sort of fairly proscribed, narrow behavioural norm. And, you know, that, that because the, the field lacks the certainty of markers of illness, you know, you get chest pain, you have an ECG and the doctor and nurse can look at the ECG and go, oh, yes, you're having a heart attack, do this. Mm. Whereas in depression, which is huge, you know, it's a big, um, a big condition and some of it is, normal you know we're normal human beings go up and down in our mood whereas some people get a clinical depression where they're moribund and they can't do anything so this is a spectrum and then you've got all of the environmental factors that can cause it in my field in women there's uh you know poverty there's um unequal power paradigm there's abuse there's violence of all sorts and so on and all of these things add up to change the brain chemistry circuitry leading to the depressive symptoms of not mm. just feeling sad but having problems thinking, having problems getting out of bed, having problems eating and uh, keeping up hydration and, and having no libido and all of that. So, you know, it's huge and we don't have the ECG. I can't mm. just say, let's do this test we're all on the same page, we can diagnose this and we have an, uh, an appropriate treatment. It doesn't work that way, which means that the subjective experience is very critical to let us know that this person is depressed but they're, they're feeling different things to person Y, you know, because they've got different things going on and person X would like us to leave them alone whereas person yeah. Y would like us to help. So, you know, it's, it's the subjective help that we want in the field to shape it now. Um, and, you know, as well in research, this is, you know, biological research and understanding the brain is happening because that's going to end up, hopefully, giving us the ECG equivalent or something that will assist everybody. But, you know, we, we, we need to understand what is going on in the world? We need to step in that person's shoes and walk that mile to see what it's like so we can best help, hold out a helping hand that is not patronising, is not authoritarian or lock-up or, you know, whatever. But it's like, what are your goals? Mm. How do you, what do you want to do? What do you, where do you want to get to? What is it that's stopping you and what can we do? That's an important message i thank you for that and uh i want to thank you for reviewing the book for the for the conversation uh we've been speaking with uh, professor jayashri kulkarni 
Director of the HER Centre, H-E-R Centre Australia. Thanks for your time, thanks for your work and thanks for that input and information uh, about the book. And thank you. My pleasure. And stay, stay well, everybody. Thank we, you. Great message. We try. <laughs> you are on Sunday Magazine. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.